Hello and welcome to the Trinity Podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and the creators of the F3 formula. In today's episode, we're going to answer the question, how can I get fit when I'm ill and injured? So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Trinity Podcast. Okay. Let's see your tattoo then. Show everyone your tattoo. I can't. I, I can't see my own webcam now. Here we go. Yeah, that's good. There's a guy. It's um. It could be King ne- Neptune. It could be Poseidon. It could be Zeus. All I know is it's a cool statue. Here's his hair. And for the people who can't see it, how big is it? So my whole. I got my whole forearm tattooed. So from the middle of my wrist up to my. Like almost my funny bone, one side of the forearm done. Plan is to get the other side of the forearm and the whole upper arm. One whole arm is going to be devoted or dedicated, donated to art to get tattooed all over. Yeah, if, if you can't see this and you're listening to the podcast, you should have a look at the video version. It's on our Facebook because it's very arty. It's very, it's it's not your typical tattoo, I wouldn't say. Who is the guy called? The guy's called Pete the Thief from Black Lantern Tattoo in Southampton. Shout out to Pete. He was a nice guy, very patient, very, um, like, he had a lot of skill. He can draw, but he drew better on my skin than I could ever hope to draw on even a piece of paper or something. And I did A-level. I did art A-level at school, so I'm quite fussy with, like, art and drawing and stuff. I probably, I, I don't want to blow my own trumpet. I'm probably better than, I don't know. 90 i'm going to say 97 percent of people alive i'm going to i'm going to make that claim <laughs> most people suck at drawing but then this guy is like much better than me levels above me um and it was it was expensive tattoo as well very expensive but um when you, when you, you just really kind of how much <laughs> you get what you pay for it was it was 650 pounds for that so to get the whole arm done it's going to be Going to end up as like three grand, basically. I've I've undertaken a large, expensive product project here, but um, yeah, you get what you pay for, really. If you want, if you want something to be really good, don't skimp on don't skimp on investing in it. Yeah, I agree. And from someone, I've never had a tattoo. For those of you listening, um, don't know if I ever will. I'm not a huge tattoo person. Why I'm really impressed by the one Ben's got. Um, how much does it hurt on a scale of like, what does it feel like? That's what I want to know. Even more than how much does it hurt? At first, it, it's not bad. Like, four out of ten pain when mm-hmm. he first started. Um, just feels like someone with a... Um, same sort of sensation as, like, hair clippers or, like, a shaver on your skin, like, vibration. Now, that's not except bad. It's, except painful at the same time. But then, like, I think the more he went over the same sort of areas and when he was doing really thick, deep lines, it was, like, the last couple of hours were just awful, but I found that if I just I downloaded a couple of games on my phone, got Candy Crush and some like car game where you drive down a little path, and as as long as I was playing those games or like chatting to my girlfriend, it wasn't too bad. I was going to ask, did you have any techniques to deal with the pain? You didn't meditate through it. I was just I did a bit of meditation. I mostly just ignored it or tried to sleep. I could I I basically slept through some of it. Some of it wasn't painful. There's just areas that are really painful, but it wasn't ridiculous. I would do it again. It wasn't 
wasn't the worst thing in the world. But it yeah, did really when you're texting me when you're texting me, I think you must have been going through a bad spell because you were like, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's done. You you want more. Yeah, it's done. And I'd happily go back and get well, I'm gonna go back and get more probably early next year. Um yeah. Should we get on to on topic? So check out Ben's tattoo if you haven't seen it. But here it is again. There you it go. It might be the camera, it might not be. Yeah, yeah it's, it's looking good. There we go. Here's the back of it. It's got lemons in his hair. He's got, yeah, it looks like, where is it? Is that, is that it? Down a bit. This thing, there's that thing. It looks like a lemon. lemon. It's supposed to be, it's one of those, um, those reeds, those like bulrush things, I think, in a, in a crown of leaves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone in the Bible had to wear one of them. That's how the, that's how the statue looks. So that's how it's turned out. Cool. On topic, so we're going to talk about how can I get a, a fit and healthy when ill or injured. I mean, where, where to start with that? It depends what type of illness it is, isn't it? Like, or what type of injury it is, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I can uh, I can link this in with my tattoo. I've got this tattoo. I'm not allowed to do exercise now because I can't. I'm not allowed to sweat for like, at least two or three days. I can't do any exercise whatsoever. I've been banned from it because I don't want to ruin my tattoo and waste my 650 pounds um but basically there'll be times in your life when you are unable to do certain things so i'm unable to exercise however all the food i've eaten this is just an example of how you can cope with it today has been like perfect like really good food choices i did a stretch i did like yoga because i can't do i might not be able to go and do weights but i can still look after my body um but all too often people get some kind of illness or some kind of injury and then they just completely give up. They say, I'm ill, therefore I'm gonna do nothing. For example, like I broke my leg, so now I'm gonna eat Domino's and ice cream every day. It, like it, sometimes it just doesn't add, two and two don't really go together. But uh, as we were saying earlier, Rob, the illnesses can kind of be categorized into different levels. So this whole, all the advice we say on this podcast is gonna be kind of tailored to a lot of different individual situations. So for example, You've got something like this where you know I've got a tattoo on my arm. I might I just can't exercise for three days. It's not a serious thing. It's going to go away. I'm going to go back to normal. Everything will be fine. But then obviously there are people who are in much much worse situations who have got serious health conditions which really stop them from being able to do do anything on a daily basis. So in some situations you're going to be able to follow our advice. But you may be listening to this podcast. Someone may be listening to this podcast and they've got a really serious medical condition which you know. It's not that they're making excuses, it's that they are actually unable to get, get any results because of their illness. Yeah, for sure there is. I think that's gonna be the mi minority though. I think most people, I'm gonna put it out there. <laughs> I talked to Ben about this before. We were saying, I think a lot of us want to make a reason not to do something that's unpleasant. So um, if you've got a, like a minor injury or like, um, a minor illness a lot of people use that as an excuse to not exercise or eat well for an entire week or not do anything for months um for example i've got a, a couple of niggling injuries i've had recently i've had a knee injury since summer and those about so i've had this knee injury we had it when we went went driving and when was that that was the end of august august yeah yeah so i I stopped, we went on a trip then I stopped ex, uh, stopped um, squatting, which is what was causing the pain then, um, saw a physiotherapist for it. 
And basically I was told you can't do, basically can't do any lower body exercise at all. I can't run because that causes pain through the knees. Uh, I can cycle gently, can't squat, can't do anything with lots of bending of my knee, can't lunge. And it would was kind of tempting, but I was kind of depressed about it. Maybe depressed is the wrong word. Not technically depressed, but I was really down about it because I was like, I can't do CrossFit, which I love. Um, what am I going to do now fitness-wise? But ultimately, I realized I've got to, you've got to kind of take responsibility and do something still that you can do. So now I've been exercising at a pure gym. Um, I've stopped CrossFit for now. And I've got this physiotherapist that's helping me, and he said it's going to be a while, but he's very, very good. So the same physio I was telling Ben before, I've had this recurring back injury every couple of years, three years, uh, I've had it come back. It's got a lot better. It used to come back more often, actually. Um, and he managed to fix it in like one session. And usually it takes a physio like five, six sessions, loads of acupuncture, loads of uh, massaging, loads and loads of money. He was just like, did a couple of things, spent a while figuring out where the problem was and then made it better. So he's doing that. And now I'm doing what I can do for my knee injuries, which is working on my uh, upper body. So Ben probably saw today, I put a video up of me doing handstand walks. So I've, that's something I couldn't do before. I've been walking my hands, I've been doing pull-ups, I've been doing bicep curls, tricep, like my whole upper body still works. And like you do need some knowledge to know how to train it or a trainer to help you how to do it, I think, but I kind of am one, so I know what to do. And now I'm doing that, it feels pretty good. I'm still progressing, I'm learning skills that I couldn't do before. So I feel like there's actually been a really good opportunity for me in this to be like, you can't do the things you were actually good at before. Now you're gonna have to adapt. I'm actually quite enjoying it now I've got through the initial period you know I don't know what you find Ben but generally when I get injured I'm kind of miserable for a while I'm like oh won't be able to do anything now yeah exactly I mean I I injured my back at like when we lived together at uni so that was when I was like 23 that must be 2013 so a few years ago now um I'd say I've still got like I'm still feeling the effects of that injury kind of it's never I've never been back to like 100% it was just like I decided I was going to deadlift 200 kilos for some reason with a uh, fact that you know no no not no proper technique no one's ever taught me how to do this properly um just like ego lifting it injured my back tweaked my back and it's always been kind of slightly um slightly off but for I remember for ages I was just kind of like just down about it just like oh my back's injured now i can't do anything i think i i definitely used it as an excuse back then i was just like can't do anything now there's nothing i can do i can't succeed my back's ruined um but yeah definitely gets you down until you can find until you find kind of like a solution you can see the light at the end of the tunnel but like as you said because i injured my back that kind of meant that like heavy squats heavy deadlifts and stuff for me were like out the window at that point i can back to be able to i can squat like some weight now but i i don't really care like if i'm like thinking if i have to get injured like that again i'd rather not but since then i've done like bike races and half marathons and climb mountains and all kind of, i had to explore all these other avenues whereas before the only thing i cared about was the was lifting loads of weight in the gym and, and having big arms but now i'm much more into like it forced me to get into sports and jujitsu and mountain bikes and all that kind of stuff um but overall yeah. yeah there's even if you're not able to do one thing there's always there's so much stuff to do and when it comes to health and fitness as a whole and it just depends on what your definition of like fit and healthy is like like you rob like if you if you tie in like flexibility into like overall fitness as a thing 
you can then work on an area which before you probably didn't give much as much at attention to. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of stretching now. I'm hoping because I'm not smashing my legs all the time. Well, smashing is a weird word to use. <laughs> not training really heavy on my legs, which made them really tight all the time. Then I can actually build in some flexibility. So yeah, it's, I think it's all about seeing the opportunity in it, even though it's very, it, this is like, it sounds great, but it is really difficult. I think in the moment when you're like, I'm ill or I'm injured to see an opportunity, especially if it's like a mental thing. So that's obviously a different type of illness as well. You can have a mental illness, really hard to see any opportunity in it. I think even in that situation to degree, well, I don't have loads of experience in it. There's, there are opportunities like what happened for you? So you actually did suffer with some with depression for a while, but I do actually think you came out in a better situation and actually changing some things in your life uh yeah i think so i was kind of talking to uh my friend jack about this the other day or was it who was it was it you or was it jack i can't really remember now i don't remember who i was talking to about this but basically um back when i was kind of like depressed and anxious and didn't have much like i really didn't have many much in my toolbox when it came to mindset work like i wasn't taking any care over my mindset whatsoever it wasn't it just wasn't a concern um so the way i would just deal with situations generally and go about everyday life and the amount of happiness that was available to me as a person was like not very high and like my self-esteem and my self-confidence was not very high so back in that kind of situation um i would for example get into a relationship with somebody else who was also at that kind of same level as me where like their self-confidence is very low they've got all kinds of like issues and problems going on with themselves um and it was only through like uh struggling with like mental mental health my mindset and working out how to kind of regardless of how crap i feel kind of shift my mindset and keep myself happy and keep myself feeling great about myself and um being really aware of my own mental state having been forced to do that has meant that now it's very very easy for me to keep myself like mentally sound all the time and then good it's gonna say you what what three things could you tell someone listening to this who's not in a good mental state that they could do i don't you might want to finish off what you're saying but then go into that oh yeah um i'll just go into that so first thing i would say is to get this is not always going to be possible i probably i had like i don't know some a bit of depression a bit of anxiety but then you have other people who obviously have got like you know paranoid schizophrenia and like all kinds of like you know they have severe severe mental illnesses which are crippling to them bipolar disorder and all these kind of things much more severe depression all that kind of stuff um I keep saying all those kind of things and all that kind of stuff a lot <laughs> but um but for me first thing first thing like the first step that was good for me was kind of like go to seek out help from someone so i just went to my gp and i was like you know i'm feeling pretty miserable at the minute i think i might be depressed he said he referred me to like a counselor, which I then got to just sort of speak to and work through it. And that's just having kind of a solution to your problems. Like he gives you some stuff to do is like basically like add more fun stuff into your life, reduce some of the not fun stuff, maybe take some time to chill out. Maybe that'd be a good thing to do. Do some mindset exercises. Maybe that'd be a good thing to do. Just having like a solution and something to be working on where you can see like there's a way out of this rather than just like, I'm broken, I'm miserable, and I have no no idea what to do about it, which is not a nice place to be. That kind of just leads you into this downward spiral. So first thing would be like find help with whatever you're struggling with. Um, I bet 
I know I keep interjecting. I bet that's quite like scary to do, like admit that you need to go and get help for something because it's like I don't know. It's getting better, but it's perceived as like I think we don't. No one wants to do it because you think, oh, I'm gonna have to admit I've like broken in some way or I'm weak. Mm. And I, I, I don't. I think it actually is. But did you Especially have any of those thoughts? I think probably back at the time, but like looking at it now. Um, I think like the majority of people suffer with this kind of stuff at one point or another, but just suffer in silence with it. Cause as you said, they don't want to kind of admit that they've got, you know, they've got some sort of mental health problems or whatever. I think the whole label of like mental health issues as well is not good. Like <laughs> it's not helpful really. I mean, I think everybody, we all, everybody has a different personality as an individual. Some people get really worried about stuff. Some people get stressed about things. Some people worry about what other people are thinking about them. Some people are just have a tendency to be more kind of down and take a negative view on things. Um, yeah, I guess if you think you've got this label, you'll just be like, I am this is what you could think. Yeah. And then there's like no way out. Yeah, it's almost like a, kind of the fear of like you get labeled as like you're this person, you've got this thing wrong with you. And then you think like, oh, if I well, if I go there and I find out that I'm actually have some problem with myself then maybe I'll be like broken forever. So instead, you just kind of uh, ignore it. So I can't remember what the question was now. First one, that was the first thing to do. Go and get some help about it would be my first piece of advice. Second piece of advice would be realize there's like, there's loads and loads of stuff you can do to like change your mindset and change the way you feel. Um, so for me, like just meditation and doing like um process me and Rob do called the work of um, by Byron Katie, which is like just, kind of questioning your thoughts and you get to I think a lot of the problems come from people they live in like um, you just go through your life believing all the thoughts come into your head and thinking like this inner voice that's always talking to you and telling you that you know you're not good enough or whatever is like 100% true but the reality is you can it's it's very possible to kind of decide and choose the way you think and what you believe and change who you are fundamentally as a person so even if you feel completely stuck now and like there's no you're not doing well at life you're not any use to anybody you can completely become a different person obviously it's going to take a lot of work but there's like i think there's hope there for everybody maybe not those people who are like psychopathic um crazy murderers that you see locked up in death row i think there are some people who have such severe like mental issues that they're just you know but that's like one in however many one in ten thousand or whatever of these people um yeah, i think that's important to realize is that you can change mm. like we've got clients like katie who's on last week's podcast patricia who's on next week's podcast I, every one of our success stories when i remember first emailing them or look back through the emails and read them i'm like this is unbelievable this is the same person who we saw at unstoppable and then now speak to like and the same with us like we look back at pictures of ourselves don't we and we're like i was such an idiot back then <laughs> and I'm thankful that I have known, had the tools and the processes and gone through these things to change meditation courses, um, mindset courses, difficult challenges. I feel like a lot of people as an adult just think, oh, I'm an adult now. This is me for life. Yeah. That's what do they call it? A growth mindset. There's, that's like a, um, a buzzword or whatever. But basically, you can change who you are. Yeah. What's your, what's your third thing? Third thing would be, I feel like one of the, the most essential thing that 99% of people don't have is like setting themselves goals so that their life is exciting. 
if you just live a life where you go to work every day, you come back from work, you watch Netflix, um, you go to bed and you repeat that cycle. Then you come to the weekend, you go up to the pub with your mates and then you watch some more Netflix and then you eat loads of crap food. If your life is very kind of mundane, same thing day in, day out, there's no wonder you're going to feel like depressed and miserable and hopeless. Um, there's nothing to look forward to, is there? Yeah, there's nothing to look forward to. But if you can give yourself a life that has a lot of things to look forward to, you know, you have nice days out and you have nice dates with the people you care about and you're working towards things, you're learning new skills, um, then your life becomes very exciting. And when you have an exciting life, it's a lot easier to feel happy with an exciting life. If I if I just decided I'm not going to set any goals for myself ever for going forwards, I think I would know I would just be miserable. I just would. You just get into this endless grind of life um which just goes on and on and on and on i i almost ended up there like i know i was talking to you about this i would say we need to we don't live ben and i used to live together now we live actually quite far apart in the uk but saying we need to spend more time visiting each other because i got to this it wasn't just because of that but i got like to this point where i was working on my own and i got to the end of my goals and i was feeling like lonely and bored and we didn't neither of us had set a new or ben had some goals maybe but i hadn't set a new set of goals we hadn't set one together we we're working towards in business i got to this point where i think it's probably one of the lowest points I ever felt like only a couple of months ago um and i'm now looking back at it i realized i just wasn't aiming for anything and it was like i'm just coasting through i'm doing the things i'm good at i'm just like i was injured as well um so all these things compounded so i was lonely i was injured i had nothing to look forward to no goals i think we just finished our european retreat which was like a really great event we ran and it's really exciting and went really well um i loved meeting new new members and then i got home and i was like oh, like we don't really have there's nothing new coming up we're not aiming for anything and so i just felt really really low i felt really like i was literally like lying on the sofa some days i think i spent one day in bed just being like i can't face doing anything um and that's not like me like ben probably knows i'm usually like can't sit down <laughs> and can't stop doing stuff and mm. and usually have loads of stuff to look forward to and loads of people to like um seem to get inspired by that and so what i eventually did once i pulled myself out of this funk took responsibility as we said earlier i was like okay well no one else is going to fix this and my girlfriend told me as well <laughs> it's great to have people around you who can support you she's like what are you doing you need to sort this out so i was like okay I set some goals. They were a little bit controversial because one, I posted publicly about quitting watching porn, uh, which didn't go down well with everyone. But um, I set some goals for 90 days. I set a vision for a year where I want to be back to doing CrossFit competitions again, taking a day off a week from work, which really excites me. I used to do that um, and it was really fun. We're not in a situation to do that at the moment. We're growing too much and, uh, and my situation just doesn't make that make much sense. I want to be doing lots of um, challenges with my girlfriend and family and stuff. So Ben and I and a few friends have set like the Three Peaks Challenge. The 24-hour one is one of our challenges. I want to pick a couple of others. And I want to try and buy a house. I don't know if any of all of these will happen, but now I have these things I'm like kind of excited about, I'm looking forward to. And I've broken them down into what we're aiming for in the next 90 days. One of them is to make a documentary um, about Trinity. And again, me and Ben are really excited about that. And now I haven't felt that way since because I've got these things I'm aiming for. Um, I've taken responsibility. I've also gone being lonely isn't good. So I've seen friends during the day some days. Um, I've been cat sitting, I've been dog sitting, I've been doing all sorts of weird things, but I haven't got to that state again. 
So <laughs> a big piece of that, I think, is just setting good goals, like and goals you can achieve. So what I actually meant to say was doing that handstand walk today. I did a 10 meter handstand walk today, which is the best I've ever done. It was like it's just a small thing I've been practicing, but getting better at that. Like I literally wanted to dance around the gym like some sort of weirdo. You, you know, you get those feelings, and then because me and Ben are like emotionally stunted, I was like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> but I was really, really excited. I think everyone's got to have that. But I don't know what yeah. you think, though. but achieve, every time you achieve something, it just like fuels you forward again. I mean, since um, when did we do Warrior? black box start of 2016 since start of 2016 every 90 days i've had some sort of challenge or something to push towards um and i think that has been probably one of the biggest factors and since i've just been like feeling good that whole time maybe there was times when you know we didn't uh, business was not going too well there wasn't too much money coming in but i still didn't feel i never felt like as miserable as i did previously going through all of that and i probably put that down to a having like goals and b just having really good routine so when i was saying about like knowing you can change your state and stuff knowing that if i do meditation every day and i do mindset work every day i'm probably going to feel better on the whole like going forwards so um yeah i think if you can set your life up in a way that means that you can be as happy for as much as as much time as possible so it's realizing that you can do that and then taking responsibility for that. And how does someone do that? Let's say someone's ill then. What kind of, because I know you've been coaching, is it Sarah who's been ill? One of your one-to-ones? Yeah. How do you set up for someone listening a goal, even though they're, in, they're ill now? So the if first thing to do, so I think Sarah wanted to, um it was you know the kind of normal goal you would have so like dropping a dress size getting fitter getting healthier those type of things but obviously but she had she was having issues with her with, with her lungs so she'd been ill for a long long period of time and that was affecting her ability to exercise and how she felt on a daily basis and all of this kind of stuff so the first step for her which she's already done I and mean, she'd already done this but just to seek medical advice so she'd already gone to the doctor she um and then she tried out kind of one load of treatment. So she tried that they thought it might, they thought it might have initially been asthma. So she had all these different inhalers, they didn't help. Then she went back to the doctor. So she continued to go back and continue to try and find the solution. So she went back and then they thought it might have been a gastro reflux kind of things. And she got a different set of medication and she'd just been basically going, seeking medical attention and then being willing to follow the advice of those medical professionals. Um, as well as that though, she's kind of been, as you know, sometimes if you go to the GP or whatever, they can be like, you know, you're fine, take some ibuprofen, go away, it'll clear up in two weeks. So she's kind of realized that some, you know, sometimes you've got to be a bit pushy. So she's been pushy with it and gone back and made repeat appointments, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's important to not worry about like, a lot of people think like, oh, I need to go to the doctors again because this is not getting better, but, I don't want to take the time off work to go to the doctors, et cetera, et cetera. Just don't worry about any of that, I would say. Just speak to your boss and be like, I've got this ongoing health problem that's really affecting me. I'm feeling crap on a daily basis. I need to book in an extra couple of doc doctor's appointments over the next couple of weeks. So I'm not going to be at work now. And then take care of yourself. Look after yourself. Give yourself permission to just go and do everything you need to try and get better. So that's the first thing. Do everything you possibly can to try and get better. So seek that medical advice. 
and follow all of the advice that you're given. So one thing, um, we were talking about physio earlier, Rob, um, and now physio is great. You go along, you know, they do some adjustments, etc. But I think a lot of the problem a lot of people have with physio or osteopaths or chiropractors or any of these things is they'll turn up looking for like an instant solution. It's like they go to this person, this person fixes the problem and they go away and everything's perfect. When in reality, a lot of the time it's like they've got muscle imbalances or they've got stretches and so on. And the physio will tell them like you need to do these exercises every day with these bands. You need to do these stretches. And then 99% of the people, I think Jay used to say this, me and Rob used to see a guy called Jay osteopath he would tell me that like 90 percent of the people he would give all these exercises and stuff to do and they just would go in and not do them or do them like half as much as prescribed or you know they just wouldn't follow the advice exactly as it was given i think one day he also gave me some stretches he said ideally you do these twice a day if you want to get better as fast as you can but i'll just say once a day because i know that most people can't stick to this stuff and i'm sure i just did them twice a day but like if, if you follow the advice from people, you know, trained professionals who have seen this problem hundreds of times before, they know how to solve it. Just follow their advice. I think a lot of people hope, I know this, I've definitely felt this before, like hope that, that it'll get better on, that, on its own or like just by doing a little bit of it, it'll be fine. I get like, we all want to be do the least to get the result. Like, as I think that's like a human thing, I find. So it's like, you're tempted to go, oh, you know, I'll do it every now and again. But I actually find it easier to say, I'm just going to do this thing every day than like I'm going to do it occasionally. Like every other day doesn't work very well. Or occasionally, like twice a week for me, again, like with the nail treatment thing as well, if you have fungal nail, thing, easier to do every day than occasionally because occasionally becomes, oh, I don't remember when I did it last, probably did it this week, but you, maybe not. You end up doing it so sporadically that physio stuff I find easier to do every day. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I still do. I still do the exercises my the osteopath Jay uh, gave me to this day. I still do the same. It's just basic stretches. And if I, it was basically all I was thinking, you know, I thought my back was really broken and I had like some serious structural problems with it. This was again from that, that deadlifting injury. The yeah. reality was I just have like, if my hips, hip muscles and my hamstring muscles and my back muscles are really tight, then it causes me pain. If I just if I sit down at a desk all day or sit in a car all day, then my back will get sore. If I stretch my body, so I stretch my hips out so the nice and mobile, stretch my hamstrings, then my body works and functions properly. So it's just ultimately just my own laziness and my own lack of flexibility. But I think it's kind of a it's one of those weird mindset things where it's almost you don't want to accept that you've you've messed this up for ages. Because <laughs> if, if you do so this simple. every day. Yeah, if you do this simple stuff every day and it works and you're kind of admitting that like, I'm really injured now because I was lazy and I didn't take care of my body. Rather than, you know, you, you people kind of almost want like that specific problem to like grab onto, like, it's not my fault, it's because of this. Instead. Yeah, this condition or that condition or whatever. Yeah, it's not just I like, oh, I, have this. I can't lift weights or whatever. Yeah, I've got this. There's a guy with cystic fibrosis, isn't there? Have you seen him? It looks like Thor. Uh, he's a he's an incredible shape and lifts loads of weights like there's and most people would use that as they can't and i'm sure there's different degrees of it but it's so tempting i think to say i have that so therefore i can't do anything yeah like i don't know if this is possible but for example sarah because she might be able to stretch still like there's usually something you can do physically oh yeah she was doing um she's been doing exercise now basically 
the doctor's given her like that she's she's but she's been given the all clear because it's like they've worked out it's not a lung thing that mm. um she can she can exercise now like safely it's not going to make it any worse that was the problem she had like she was kind of so, so worried and anxious about it because she didn't know whether she could exercise and whether it would make it worse or not so now she's able to exercise safely she knows she can she can just go out and she can um she can do runs she can do the gym she can do everything so she's back to doing what she can that's good a lot of people i think also keep doing something that's causing problems and I'm de it's tempting to do that as well like with my knee problem i wanted to keep squatting i tried to do a pb squat personal best squat just before we went away realized it was still hurting took two weeks off realized it was still hurting and then i was like this just isn't working but it's really tempting to just keep going like we had a, a client try and set a goal the other day said oh I'm, my knees hurt but i was going to do a couch to 5k and i was like whatever you do do not do the couch to 5k if you get knee pain from running because it's definitely not the right goal for you and as you said there's so many different things you can do don't do the thing that causes you a problem but most like if cardio causes you a problem because you've got some sort of lung thing do something with weights that's not too cardio heavy if your knees cause you a problem do something with your upper body that still works or do something in a swimming pool where it's low impact or do something on a bike where you're not slamming down on your knees my physio said apparently when you run I think it's two and a half times your body weight on each knee the, the force through it so if you're 100 kilos because you're a bit overweight then you've got 250 kilos on each knee running which no one could safely lift like not no one but most people couldn't lift that much and yeah they're smashing that into their knees through running so i think it's pick it's also being smart with what you do like you said if the person says don't do this say what can i do like can i do yoga and stretch like, is that going to mess me up or something like that because i think i think it's very easy to just as you said pick the problem you have the illness or the injury and then say i can't do anything so it depends doesn't it but the key is to get better as quickly as possible i think that's probably the most important thing do whatever it takes to get better as quickly as possible because no one's going to save save you in my opinion <laughs> and i think with exercise there's almost always a solution of something you can do instead the problem is people don't like the solution so if you get told you know you've got you're not able to do any hard exercise at the minute but oh but you could do yoga twice a day and that will really help you get better than like oh i don't like yoga so i don't want to do it even though they've been told that they can still exercise they just don't they don't want to hear the answer that they've been given yeah i agree and also they probably don't like it because they're not good at i don't like yoga because i'm not good at stretching but yeah. then I like the effect of yoga because I want to be more flexible. So sometimes you've got to do the stuff you don't like as well. And often you learn to like these things by doing them weirdly. Like I don't like doing pull-ups in a CrossFit workout because I've got really long arms and I'm just not very good at pull-ups. But now I'm trying to try and I'm trying to force myself because I've injured my knees. It's almost like karma. I have to try and do stuff like that because I can't do any lower body. So now I can't hide in what I was good at. And now it's like, no, you've got to practice pull-ups and handstand stuff with your long lanky arms orangutan arms <laughs> that mean you're really bad at them and actually become good at them so often it's the stuff you don't want to do that you need to do isn't it mm. so what can people do though like diet diet wise lifestyle wise we talked loads about exercise what else can they do if they're ill or injured to try and get better faster or to, to to make see results i guess so you're ill or injured first of all then you can um so the first thing to do take responsibility for it seek medical advice get the advice from the person, figure out, you know, can I exercise or can I not exercise? What kind of exercise can I do? Get that nailed, decide on what exercise schedule you're going to do. And then while all of this is going on though, 
you can still keep your body healthy even if you get told you need to do no exercise let's say you've got flu and they're like don't do any exercise at all there's still plenty of things you can do in order to um stay fit and healthy so it's all like the basic kind of stuff obviously drink loads of water um that's always a good thing drink plenty of water stay hydrated we all know these things eat plenty of fruits and vegetables don't eat any crap don't just eat like cookies and sweets and whatever because you feel ill and you you know we all we've all had that day where you you feel you convince yourself somehow that you're too ill to eat healthy food you're like oh i just i need a pizza and ben and jerry's now it's just what i need i need all of i need the calories to get through the illness you're like convince yourself of something that's some definitely reason why you eat ben and jerry's but but in that in that mental state when you you're ill you're so weak mentally you're just like oh i can't i can hardly even get yeah, out of yeah. bed like i can't oh, make I know decisions it. right now cuz egan my girlfriend she just walked it through but she um she's half ill today off work and last night we went she was like we got in i'd actually bought some cheesecake from the burger place down the road to take home and to watch uh to eat in front of netflix don't condone that to everyone i'm a very naturally skinny guy who's done nine years of gym training five years of tracking calories and um trying to gain some weight so that's why i'm having cheesecake but obviously that is not the best example to set for her but she was feeling ill and she was like, oh, just, just tonight, I'm going to get a Maltesers bar because I don't feel well. Like you said, exactly for that reason. It was like the justification was I'm feeling ill, so, you know, I deserve it or I need it. But if you're trying to lose weight, she's not. But if you are, that's just not valid because you can make that excuse for 400 other things as well. Had a bad day at work. Don't feel good. I don't know. <laughs> just everything. That excuse. Last night, I've been, well, yesterday I was, I'd done that tattoo session. It was like seven and a half hours of constant pain. I felt awful after that. just felt like ill. I think your body's just not designed to take that much pain. It was awful. But afterwards, I was just trying to, like, we're driving home. Um, I'm, I had, like, two packs of nuts in my bag and a banana. So I had, like, enough healthy food to get me home, no problem. But I was just, I kept driving, every time we drove past the services, I was like, oh, I really need a KFC. I think I deserve one now because I've been, you know, I was really brave and I put up with all that pain. Obviously, I need a KFC. It'll make me feel better. I didn't end up having one. We ended up stopping and going to Wagamama's, which I, which cost uh, £38 for that meal. <laughs> it's extremely expensive. I was in that mindset of like, I've already spent £650 on a tattoo today. What's another 48, 40 quid? But yeah, anyway, that's never a good uh, mindset. Even then, yeah, just like the... The pain from a tattoo was enough to convince me to almost go and just buy a massive bucket of KFC. I think I think the reason you know it's bullshit is if you can use the reason both ends of the spectrum for the same thing. So if you say I've had a good day at work and I've like achieved this project, you know, we used to always get punching in those pizza when mm. we finished a project. If you can say, Oh, I'm gonna have it when I've achieved this great thing, and I'm also gonna have it when I've had a bad day, probably you're talking shit. <laughs> Probably there isn't a real reason to have it. It would be nice, but if you're if you've got a problem with being unhealthy, we're getting it ill or injured a lot, uh, or you're overweight, you've got fat you want to lose. The mindset's never going to get you anywhere. So anyway, eat better. Yeah, when well, I was when I was stood at the counter at KFC as well, I actually ended up buying a um, a cup of coffee. That was it from KFC. But um, very restrained. I had this I had this realization. I was like trying to decide which burger should I have. And then I realized I was like, you know, I'm not even hungry. I'm just doing this because I feel crap. So I think a lot of this kind of eating unhealthy food when you're ill is not because you're hungry. You need to survive. It's literally just because you feel bad. 
So it's, if you can recognize that though, and be aware of it and be like, why am I going to eat these bag of chocolates now? Do I need them or am I just unhealthy? And this comes back to the mindset work. If you're in kind of control of your thoughts and your mindset, you can make these good decisions. But this all comes back to, you know, if you're, you've got to stay in, just like you've got to stay in good routines with stretching to stay, keep your body healthy, you've got to stay in good routines with mental stuff to keep your mindset healthy. Um, yeah, I can't remember what point I was trying to make now. So that's that. <laughs> well, what else can we do? So I was trying to say, what if you're ill or injured, like what else can you do? Other, we were saying you can work around exercise. Yeah. yeah. Um, we talked about mental health, setting goals. I think sleep is really important. I don't know what you'd say on sleep. Yeah, if you're, I remember the time when I was like the most depressed and miserable of my whole life, I was probably getting like five hours of sleep a day. So these things just all add up. When you've got loads of stress, very little sleep, crap diet, you're not doing any exercise, your life's very boring. No wonder you feel depressed and anxious and terrible on a daily basis. But that we all know how it feels when you've had, for example, let's say, you know, when you go on holiday and suddenly you've got no responsibilities and you can have like, as much sleep as you want every day with no alarm and you just sleep like eight eight or nine hours a day of perfect uninterrupted sleep and you feel fresh as a daisy every single morning which is completely different to when like you stay up late watching something or eating eating crap or whatever for some reason and then you end up with you end up having hardly any sleep or like we all know this after a night out you go on a night out maybe you have to think back to the last night out you went out and you got really drunk but you come back from that night out at 3 a.m you sleep and then you wake you wake up at like 9am or whatever after five hours of broken sleep with a terrible hangover and that morning you're going to feel terrible so you need to kind of see sleep as a priority i see sleep as a big priority now i've got it in my um calendar every day i have my sleep time in my calendar all blocked out so that when it gets to 11 that's the time i get into bed between 11 and 8 in the morning is my sleep time there's eight hours of time blocked out so i know that by the time I've messed around and brushed my teeth and whatever, and I'm probably going to stay in bed for a little bit in the morning. Like if I wake up at half seven, I'll probably be in my bed till like quarter to eight. So I block out that time in my calendar because sleep has to be a priority to me. Because if I don't sleep right, I'm going to feel like crap and every, nothing else is going to work. But like if we go back to being ill or injured, whatever it is if you've got like a, a joint issue that needs to be resolved if you've got flu if you've got a cold if you've got a serious health condition any of these things if you don't sleep it's going to make it impossible to recover your body will not recover without sleep yep sleep's very important isn't it you're making a guest appearance on the podcast Hello. this is an example you've been sleeping a lot today haven't you right. she slept all day so try and get better so yeah, sleep, don't drink alcohol, eat better, exercise. I think exercise as well. I've got a dash in a minute because we've got to go to the post office and we've got to walk the dog and we've got to print something. But I'll say last thing, I think if if people are not exercising, I often find then I don't sleep that well and I don't want to get to bed that early. So I think exercise is really important in that you've got to tire yourself out. As a human, we're supposed to exercise, aren't we? We're supposed to do hard stuff. We're physical creatures. We were supposed to hunt, make stuff, and now we don't have to. But if we don't, then you don't feel likely to sleep. Then you stay up late. Then you're likely to binge eat or eat crap or get into a bad mindset. So I think that's really, really important. So where can people find more help with this? Because you talked a lot about getting in better routines, um, mindset exercises. Where can they find more help with it? 
So the first thing, first help you can find is if you're ill or injured or next time you're ill or injured or whatever, go and get some medical advice first before anything. Once you've got that medical advice, if they tell you that you can then exercise, you can then, um, you know, that, that it, unless they specifically forbid you from doing mindset work or anything like that or exercise, if you head over to trinitytransformation.co.uk, you can grab all of our resources. Best thing you could probably do would be to join our F3 Fast Track program, which helps you out with that process we discussed, we discussed, which was setting goals you really care about, creating a life that's really exciting to you, and then changing your mental state every day so that you're motivated um, and excited to go and achieve those goals and to live your life to the fullest. And obviously in that situation, it makes it much easier to get the body you want, to have the family life you want, to feel happy, to feel confident. So yeah, yeah uk. check that out. So that almost brings us to the end of today's Trinity podcast. But before you go, we have some important information for you. Number one, if you're currently not subscribed on iTunes or Stitcher to the Trinity podcast, click that subscribe button and get yourself subscribed so you're first to hear when new episodes go live. Number two, if you're not currently getting access to the daily motivation emails and action guides found at trinitytransformation.co.uk, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk and get that done today and we'll start sending them your way. And number three, last but not least, if you're listening to this show and you're getting value from it, first of all, do the things we talk about here. And secondly, you don't pay us to do this. So instead, we ask you simply to share this show with one person you think it could help today. It's only fair. This is Rob Burkhead, and this has been the Trinity Podcast. We'll see you on the next one.